Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And uh, I'm sure many of us may actually even know this song. As we minister, if you're touched by it, you can join us. Right, Ishmael? If you're touched by us, you can join us. Nothing stops you. Amen. Crucify the lake behind the storm. Live to die. Rejected in the Lord like a rope trampled on the ground. You took the fall. Thought of me, I bow. Stop, lift, die, rejected it, Lord, like a rose, trampled on the ground, you took the fall, thought of me, above, above all Above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the world began, above all kingdoms. Above all truth, above all wonders and all that's ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, you may be raised one you were. Oh, crucified. You live, you die, rejected and alone, like a road, trampled on the ground. You took the fall, thought of me above all. You are crucified. So you alone, let you die, rejected and alone, like a rose, trampled on the ground, you took the fall, thought of me, above all, sing it out, crucified. Lay behind the storm, you lived to die, rejected in the Lord, like a rose, trampled on the ground. Yes, Lord, you too, and thought of me. Above. Oh. oh, for a moment, 
I want you to think about this sacrifice on the cross for a moment. Just think about it. He had a choice to walk away. Oh, he did it before. He walked away when, when they had wanted to stone him. They could have pushed him over the cliff, but he walked away. But this time around, even though he knew it was coming, he stood his grounds and, and, and sacrificed the ultimate sacrifice for you and I. This evening, my question to you is, what have you sacrificed for the Lord? What have you sacrificed for the sake of the gospel? What have you sacrificed for the advancement of the kingdom? He paid the ultimate task of sacrifice. May it not be in vain. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, why don't you be on your feet? And with a hand clapping, let's welcome our Papa, Reverend Gilbert Asamoa. Amen. Crucified behind the storm. To the fall, and thought of me above all. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this great privilege that we have to be in Christ. Thank you for including us in your elect, in choosing us in Christ before the foundation of the world. Thank you for bringing us to a place of faith wherein we have laid our faith in him, his completed works, that Christ finished the work on the cross and it was sealed on Resurrection Sunday. Thank you that as we have gathered, you have purposed to bring us even to revelation in you. Thank you that this revelation will hold us down as we go through all the events of life, that we will not lose hope, we will not lose our purpose and we will not lose our way. Because of the revelation of Jesus Christ, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. You are all welcome to our holy Saturday service. And um, my message is entitled, The Things Concerning Jesus of Nazareth. The Things Concerning Jesus of Nazareth. We thank the Lord. You see, on the Resurrection Sunday, when two disciples were traveling seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus, um, a stranger came to walk with them. And the Bible said the stranger was Jesus, but their eyes were withheld, and they did not know it was Jesus. And so he noticed that they were sad. They were very sad. And so he asked the question, why are you guys sad? What are you guys talking about that makes you so um, sad? And then they said, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? Don't you know of the things that have happened here? And then he posed the question, what things? You know, he was playing dumb. He was playing like that. He didn't know what was going on. He said, what things? And then the answer they gave was, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. So that's my title. The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth. Every human being that comes to earth will have to engage and deal with the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Now you and I, we are, I don't know whether we are lucky or, because some people wish that they were born during the days of Jesus. I don't know whether it would have been easier. It probably would have been more difficult if you were born at that time. Hallelujah. But we are disciples of Jesus, are we not? Now, so in, in today's message, we are going to have a view of the disciples of Jesus and what they must have been going through on Holy Saturday. Are you with me? Because basically what they went through, they went through it as a physical experience. Now you and I, we have the benefit of reading it in the Bible but we also have our own types of experience which may not be exactly that but some of the lessons that we can get from how they went through a period of darkness. Hallelujah. Because this was a period of darkness for them. The things concerning Jesus. Another area, you know, on Good Friday, on the day Christ was crucified, 
the, the, uh, there was a moment that Pilate had a very close chance of setting Jesus free. Amen. And it was a case of amnesty. How the governor had the chance to let somebody go. That, you know, that is his prerogative as the governor. Somebody who was facing the law could be given amnesty. So he thought that was a clear chance that a known notorious criminal called Barabbas was uh, waiting to be executed or waiting, yeah, I believe waiting to be executed and then he posed the question who do you want me to release to you? Jesus of Nazareth or Barabbas? Which by the way, some of the ancient manuscripts call him Jesus Barabbas. Some of the ancient manuscripts of the Bible. And the modern translations, I think they felt that the guy doesn't deserve to be called Jesus. So they removed the, word, the name Jesus from his name. But um, Pilate was 100% sure that they would let Jesus go and have Barabbas rather crucified. Amen. And to his surprise, they said, release Barabbas. Then he posed the question, then what shall we do with Jesus of Nazareth? Hallelujah. So when I say the message is entitled, the things concerning Jesus, I am adding to it that the question that Pilate asked, what shall we do with Jesus of Nazareth? You and I, it's a question we need to answer. And it's a question every human being that comes to earth will answer. What to do with Jesus of Nazareth? Hallelujah. Now you will notice that in the whole passion narrative, you know, if you read through, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in the, the passion of Christ, there are various actors, there are various people. Any story has characters, is that not so? So let's talk about the group of characters. Obviously, the main character is Christ. But if you put him aside, what, who are the other actors in this whole story? Judas. Amen. Alright. We know from the, I believe the account in Matthew that he hung himself. So we can that end of story for Judas. Amen. Alright. None of us, by the grace of God, will be a Judas. Amen. You know what's, what is, um, I don't know what that is. It's not amusing, but it is very spooky. That when Jesus was at the Last Supper and he said, a person that is sharing my bread is going to betray me. He was quoting from Psalm 41 verse 9. Amen. You know that a lot of the Psalms were actually prophetic. For instance, if you read Psalms 22, a lot of things are directly what happened to Jesus. Like 1,000 years before Christ, God revealed it to David. Amen. So for instance, um, what Jesus said, a lie, a lie, he was quoting Psalm 22 verse 1 which was an experience David went through Amen Are you with me? In fact, Psalm 22 also mentions the fact that Jesus' clothes He said that they took my what? Garment and cut loss upon it It's also in Psalm 22 1,000 years before it was recorded It was that these, these Roman soldiers had not read the Psalms They were not Jewish people But they were fulfilling a script that was written many years ago Hallelujah in, in your life, there are good scriptures and there are bad scriptures. There are things that your life will be fulfilling. Just find the good ones and fulfill them. Are you listening to me? Now, going back to um, the crucifixion, I mean, at the, at the Last Supper, there was a moment that Jesus tells Judas that do whatever you have to do, go and do it. Amen. And then he obviously went to the agreement with the Jewish elders and sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. But the character of Judas had actually occurred during the days of um, David. Amen. And the betrayal of someone close to Jesus, that Jesus said that the person I'm sharing my bread with, that description was in Psalm 41 verse 9. And in the days of David, who was that character? It was Ahithophel. Ahithophel was a close friend of David was actually a counselor to the king an advisor to the king, amen and during the days of the insurrection of Absalom when David's son Absalom rose against David, you know Ahithophel who was supposed to be the king's friend and advisor went to the camp of Absalom, amen and so when David is saying in Psalm 41 verse 9 that the person who is closest to me has betrayed me and Jesus was quoting that in, at the last supper it was about Ahithophel. Now, what was the fate of Ahithophel? He hung himself. Amen. 
It was like history repeating itself 1,000 years later. The same thing Ahitophel did is what Judas did. And both of them died by hanging. So let's close their chapter. Who else was involved in the, in the passion narratives? Peter. Okay, so Peter and the 12, other 11 apostles. Hallelujah. Or oh, other 10. Amen. And then who else? Pilate. He was the governor who gave the final go ahead. Alright? The two thieves. Okay? And then who else? Caiaphas. So Caiaphas and the Jewish authorities, they represent one group. These are the people that plotted with Judas. Or actually plotted to kill Jesus and they needed Judas's help. Hallelujah. So Caiaphas, Annas, his father-in-law, and the whole Jewish council. Who, by the way, we had one interesting detail that not everybody agreed. Joseph of Arimathea was a member of the council. He didn't agree, but it looks like majority carried the vote. So they decided to eliminate Jesus. Amen. So Caiaphas and his group. Then you have Peter and the apostles. And then you have, uh, who else? Pilate. We have Pilate. Hallelujah. Who? Pilate's wife, Claudia. Amen. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's clapping for himself. You better join him. Amen. Yeah, Pilate's wife, Claudia. Hallelujah. And then who else? The soldiers, the Roman soldiers who were commissioned to go and carry out the order. Amen. All right. The Pharisees. Yeah, I, yeah the Pharisees. I will group the Pharisees with Caiaphas. They are all one group, but it's, it's good you mention the Pharisees. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, and all the Jewish authorities. Yes, the two thieves. Yes, somebody mentioned that, but that's okay. So Mary, Mad okay, so Mary Madeline represents who? Because you mentioned Peter and the eleven. But then there was a larger group of people following Jesus. Who do we call them? The disciples. Amen. The disciples. Hallelujah. So you have the disciples, but the, the most loyal disciples were the women. In fact, in the account of, I believe all the gospel accounts, the women were the only people at the cross. And then I think in the gospel of John, John the apostle was there. Amen. Because, because he wrote it and he knew he was there. So he, so, so, so he mentioned that he was also there. But the rest of the disciples had run away. Are you with me? So think of Holy Saturday and what must have been happening. Because just the day before, they had gone through a very dark, traumatic event. Amen. And I mean, of these main, main groups, we are going to read like a, a short segment from the Gospels, okay? And, and, and recount some of the events of the, of the crucifixion, the events of, of Good Friday. And because what's happening is that on Holy Saturday, today you and I know Christ rose from the dead. Is that not so? So even though it's like when you are watching a, a reenactment of the Civil War, right? You know, the soldiers who are doing the re they do reenactments and then you watch it and when you are watching it, a soldier who participates in the reenactment of the Civil War, the way they feel is not the same as the soldiers who actually fought in the war. <laughs> Amen. Because these people are just what rehearsing something or, or reminiscing something that has happened versus the people who actually were involved in the actual event. Amen. And so what we are going when we are trying to do is we are trying to place ourselves in the shoes of the disciples and go back and look at some of the events and then see what lessons we could learn from it. Amen. Alright, so um, the centurion who is perhaps the leader of the soldiers the apostles disciples uh, including the women and who can give me some of the names of the women Mary Madeline was one of course Mary the mother of Jesus hallelujah then another lady called Salome some people think she was the mother of John and James because in the gospel account when you compare one of them lists her Salome and another one lists the mother of Zebedee's children so when you read into it it looks like Salome could be that person hallelujah Veronica. Yeah, so that one is church tradition. Church tradition. It's not directly in the Gospels, but that's church tradition. Amen. And not that I don't believe it, but, you know, um, and, you know, some tradition also say that he was the wife of Simon of Cyrene, which is another 
the one who carried helped Jesus carry the cross. Oh, by the way, we didn't mention Simon of Cyrene. I think he deserves to be mentioned. Hallelujah. All right. So, um, let's look at. We mentioned well, we didn't mention Joanna, Joanna, Susanna. Um, then we have other Marys like Mary, the wife of Cleopas, Mary, the mother of James the Less. All these women were there. Very courageous women. Amen. Let's look at these scriptures. Um, the sequence of events. Mark chapter 15 and verse 33. Let's look at Mark 15 and 33. We are looking at the last few moments before Jesus died. And then we will think through what we could learn from it. Mark chapter 15 and verse 33. Alright. Now when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. So the sixth hour is 12 noon. You get it. So from 12 noon to what? To, to, to 3 p.m. there was darkness. So at this time, Jesus was on the cross. Okay? He was on the cross. So these hours that Jesus was on the cross, as it was nearing the time of his death, a darkness came over the whole land. Some people believe it was an actual, what do you call it? Eclipse of the sun. Amen. Jesus, the light of the world is about to be extinguished. And darkness, these are unusual events. Amen. Are you with me? Alright. So that's the first unusual event that happened. There was a darkness that came over the land from, for three hours. Now, the next series of events, let's go to, for, for those, let's go to Matthew 27 and starting from verse 50. Matthew 27 and verse 50. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. So this is the verse that records the moment Jesus died. Amen. He cried out with a loud voice and yielded up the spirit. Keep going. 51. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth quaked and the rocks were split. Add 52. And the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. So let's pause there for a moment. So at the very moment Jesus died, okay, just before he died, three hours before he died, there was darkness all over the land. Hallelujah. And then the very moment he died, verse 51 tells us the first thing that happened was what? The veil in the temple. Now many scholars and many records indicate that the veil was very thick. As a matter of fact, you can go to uh, Leviticus and you can read about the description and the instructions that God gave to Moses and Aaron what to make of the veil. So it was not like your small uh, uh, curtain made of uh, some light material. It was very, very thick. Hallelujah. But supernaturally, I don't know whether it was an angel or whatever the cause was, the moment Christ died, the veil of the temple, and the temple was divided into three segments. Who can tell me the three segments of the temple? The outer court, which was the place that the ordinary people could go. Hallelujah. When you have a sacrifice to bring to, to atone for your sins, you come to the altar court. And the Levites will help you get it. And then the priest will, they, they will, they will offer it on the altar of sacrifice. Hallelujah. In the altar court, they also had the brazen lava. It's like a contain, something containing water, which the priest will use to wash their hands. But that is the place that was open to all. And then beyond the altar court, you had what you call what? The holy place. Hallelujah. In the holy place, you, that's where you had the table of showbread. Okay, and then you also had the altar of incense, and then you also had the menorah, the lampstand. Okay, now this is where the common priest operated. Okay, so the table of showbread, the uh, menorah, the lampstand, the lampstand, and then the altar of incense, they were all in the holy place, but not every priest could go to the most holy place only the high priest could go to the most holy place. And so the dividing uh, wall or the line, the place that divided the holy place from the most holy place was this veil we are talking about. And it was very strict. In fact, the priest, the, holy, the high priest, when they go to the, they go and do their, perform their functions, they, they, they put a, a, something around them with a bell on it so that in case they die, 
they could pull them out. Do you get it? Because it's a, it's a dangerous place. This, in, what does this signify? Why, why that, did God have to make that distinction and division in that place? Why does he, make his, does he have to make his soul scary? It's the Holy of Holies, yes? Because of sin, hallelujah. And God is a holy God. Is that not so? And the sin had blocked mankind from going to the... Because before Christ came, the Ark of the Covenant, which symbolizes the presence of God, was in the Holy of Holies. Okay? And that place was a place of great awe. And there, there has to be... You see, one of the things that we as believers must realize is that there has to be a separation between sacred things and regular things. Hallelujah. When you mix regular things from sacred things, uh, you mix with sacred things, and you, you don't have a distinction between secular and sacred, God is really not happy with you. Hallelujah. Are you with me? That is why the Bible said God loved um, Jacob and he hated Esau. Amen. Because Esau did not respect holy things. So, this picture of holy separation. Now, when Christ died, this veil was torn. And when the veil was torn, it meant that anybody and everybody could go to the Holy of Holies. And that way was made by the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. That the blood of Christ has now paved the way for anybody and everybody who wants to have relations with God, who wants to have communion with God. That you no longer have to pass through so many different steps that you can, every person from the greatest to the least can have access to God. This was something great and significant that happened when Christ died. Now, the next thing that happened was that the graves were open. We are talking about Christ was no ordinary man. And his death was no ordinary death. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? The, grave, the Bible said the graves were open. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Let's add 53. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to men. That is another marvelous thing that happened when Christ died. That at the point of Christ's death, the veil was divided. And then the next thing was that there was an earthquake. Amen. When Christ was born, miraculous things also happened. But at his death, an earthquake shook the land. And when the earthquake happened, the Bible says that the graves were opened. Where people had been buried were opened. Amen. And now we are reading from the account in Matthew that that people who were dead, because keep in mind that there were people who were believed in God previous times, before Christ came. Hallelujah. And the Bible also says in the book of Hebrews and the book of Colossians that Christ is the firstborn from amongst the dead. Amen. In other words, the first one to rise from the dead. Now, this must, must have been very, very scary. Like a dead relative suddenly appears. Because, look at it. It said that the graves were opened. That, 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 and this was not even at that time the resurrection had not yet happened but the power in the blood of Christ hitting the ground hallelujah when you watch the passion the passion of the Christ movie you see that you know they synchronized the earthquake with the dropping of Christ's blood on the ground and probably that is how it happened are you with me that when his blood hit the ground then the earth had to respond now, if the earth is responding concerning the things of Jesus of Nazareth, how are we responding? Amen. Are you listening to me? What are we doing with Jesus of Nazareth? The earth is responding with an earthquake, a shaking. And it is the shaking, I believe, that caused the graves to be opened. Amen. That's another fantastic thing that happened. And then, I believe, I don't know, when, when, when the people woke up from, you know, the people were there, when they woke up, I don't know whether they were confused or, because because if Christ is the firstborn from among the dead, chances are that when the graves were opened, they probably didn't come out, because Christ must rise first, so it probably, they will have to wait till Sunday morning for, for, to resurrect, so maybe they, they were half awake, half asleep, I don't know, I, I mean, you slap yourself and you wake, you, you wake up and you, you ask yourself, what era are we in? Amen. Because people who had died for many years, hallelujah, their death of Christ is causing a change in the entire structure of the earth. Amen. Okay. And then the last thing 
a statement by the centurion. I believe that will be. Um, let's go to the next the next verse. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus, so Matthew is the only one who mentioned centurion and those with him. The other gospel just mentioned the centurion, but centurion obviously was their leader. Hallelujah. And this centurion, this Roman soldier, do you think Jesus was the first person he had um, been led to crucify? Pontius Pilate had had many people crucified. Amen. Crucifixion was the means of capital punishment. Like today, what do they have? A uh, lethal injection. Is that not so? Yeah. Some time ago in the previous centuries, people were killed by hanging. And in certain countries, it's by firing squad. By what? Oh, which one is that? Oh, something that, yeah, they put you through and then they cast your head off. Mankind has gone through a lot. <laughs> a lot of things. So what I'm saying is that this guy, this centurion, we don't know his name, but he had had so many people crucified. Hallelujah. He had had an experience of, because it, it, it was something that was happening every time. In fact, if you read some other accounts, Pilate, who made himself look like an innocent bystander, who just wanted to release Jesus, it says somewhere that he had people's blood taken out of them for sacrifice. Pilate was very, very wicked and mean. Amen. But so it touched my heart to note to see that this centurion, he noticed the unusual events around Christ. Hallelujah. What are we doing concerning the things of Jesus of Nazareth? Because this centurion, he was a Roman citizen. And these Romans had their own gods. Did you know that? They had their own gods that they were following. But when he noticed that this one is unique, this man was unique. And so he made the statement. He saw the earthquake and the thing that had happened. He said, truly, this was the son of God. Amen. But you see, when your heart is very hardened, or hardened, when you have a very hardened heart, it takes a lot more to convince you of anything. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying? But what, the, more, the more your heart is softer and quick to respond, because for this centurion, it took an earthquake. Amen. But it is still possible that there, are, there were people around who saw this earthquake and there were Jewish elders and uh, some of the Pharisees who saw that at the death of this person, the veil has, has struck into two. There's an earthquake. There are people who are not able to connect the dots. Who are not able to connect and see that this event is probably what is causing this thing to happen. Hallelujah. You see, in order for us to go forward in God, we must be able to connect the dots and see unusual things that God may be doing in our lives. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So, why did we read that? We read this because this is what must have been going through the minds of the disciples. This, on, on Saturday, on Holy Saturday, this is what is going through their minds as they are pondering over the events concerning Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. On Holy Saturday, Christ had not yet risen. Amen. You see, today we know it has already happened. So it's easy to refer to it. But at the time, 2,000 years ago, Holy Saturday, the day before the resurrection, Christ had not yet risen. They had a Sabbath. And then the, it was a very quiet day. By the end of the day, this thing is rehearsing in their mind. It's playing back. When you, you go through some things, sometimes it plays back in your mind. Especially the woman. As for the um, 10 apostles, I don't know where they were. Because they didn't witness a lot of this. They witnessed the arrest of Christ. Is that not so? But then, when it comes to the people who saw the full spectrum of events that happened to Christ, is the woman. Mary, the wife of Cleopas. Mary Magdalene. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Susanna. Uh, Salome. Mary, of, uh, mother of James the Less. And the other Mary. These are the people. And then, actually, they had the thought that let's prepare... Um, burial materials to come back and anoint him. Hallelujah. Now, as they are going through this, they are in a moment whereby their hopes are shattered. Amen. Why am I saying that their hopes are shattered? They didn't know he was going to resurrect. And, and what, what was Jesus to them? He was their leader. He was their teacher. And what else? Like, think of yourself. Like, think of your life. Now, by the way, a lot of these women, yes, 
See? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Say it again. Or think about it and refine it. Consult Brother Kweku. <laughs> Amen. The Bible said that this, where did this woman come from? Were they in Jerusalem? Were they people from Jerusalem? This woman, where did they come from? All these names. Yes. There's one, the name of the region, Nazareth of the city, the name of the region where Jesus Nazareth was, was what? Galilee. The scripture specifically said this woman who had followed him from Galilee. Hallelujah. And I didn't check the distances, but perhaps Akron and Columbus, or maybe, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, all the way up in uh, uh, where? Cleveland. Amen. So, so what I'm saying is that this woman, or, okay, they had a lot to lose. Okay? Because they had something that they were doing. And then they heard that the kingdom of God has what? Arrived. And then the, 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 the Messiah has come. What is the Messiah going to do for them, by the way? Because you got to have a, a purpose for living. I mean, what jobs were they doing? Tell me what jobs they were doing. In today's context, what are some of the jobs people do? <laughs> Accountant, home care, lawyers, traders, somewhere, homemakers. Are you following the story? You see, I want you to place yourself in the context of the events of the day. Otherwise, the scripture that we read will become like a story we are reading. Okay? Think of it that if it was today that Jesus is crucified, think of yourself as one of the women, Eunice. And you followed Jesus from, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Detroit. <laughs> and Jesus is operating in, in, in Columbus. And Columbus is where he has been crucified. What are some of the things you would have left? Okay? These people had a life. They don't have a life. They had a life they were leading. They left their life. In Luke chapter 8, it says that they were ministering to him of their substance. Which, in the King James, using the word substance, is their money. They were part of the people financing Jesus' ministry. Amen. They were financing his ministry. So if they are among the people financing his ministry, I mean, they, they look forward to something great to come in the future. Amen. I mean, the money that Judas wanted to steal, it came from some of these women. Are you following? So, I'm trying to paint for you a picture of what was at stake. That when Christ died, the person because of whom they have left everything in Galilee, and come all the way down. You, from Galilee, you have to pass through Samaria and come to uh, Jerusalem. And they were following Jesus around this. And then not only that, it's not that they didn't see anything. They saw this man was filled with power and anointing. And this man was filled with grace and virtue. And his words, his words were words that could set. Sometimes what you need is a word. Amen. Sometimes that something is troubling you, but a word can comfort and settle you. Do you get it? That is why they were following him. And so if all of a sudden he dies, they have a lot that they have lost. And the picture of he's going to rise again, that thing had not really registered in their minds. Jesus kept talking about it, but I don't think anybody understood it until it happened. Amen. So when we said their hopes were shattered, it was really shattered. Because it's not that somebody told them. They saw that the man has been beaten, beaten to almost to the point of death, and then made to carry a very heavy cross. I don't even understand why if you are going to kill him on the cross, why do you have to beat him till he's so weak and he can't even walk? And then, afterwards, they saw him hang on the cross, and over a period, he has died. And this woman actually supervised his barrier. They were with them. So, it's like, when you look at what this woman and these disciples experienced, it amounts to, in many instances, in our case, when we look up to something so much, something that we look forward to that like, like we have placed our faith in God that something is about to happen, something good. And it doesn't happen the way we expect it. Are you following the story? What I'm saying is that what these disciples experience, even though you and I are not experiencing the actual physical death of Christ as in seeing it, in our journey in life, as disciples of Jesus, we come into this moment whereby things that we actually hope for, and invest a lot of our time and effort in. Hallelujah. 
invest a lot in thinking that something good will come out of it. Sometimes something good comes out of it for a while. And then after a while, everything is shattered. And during the time when everything is shattered, you are still believing God. Amen. But it looks, sometimes the thing that you are believing God for, it looks so hopeless. Because here is somebody who is the Messiah, son of God. And if the one that I feel for the most is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Because she is the first one to get the uh, supernatural revelation of who Jesus was. Because she conceived him. Is that not so? And the angel actually said that he's going to be great. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. It was that the promise was like this. And I actually saw it for a moment. I saw it for a while. Then all of a sudden, everything is like, like a soup that you have prepared. That you, are going to, uh, you have made it cool down. And you are going to put in the uh, fridge. And then you trip on the staircase. And everything, everything falls down. Amen. Meanwhile, your husband has invited people and they are, they are coming in a few minutes. Or the next day, they are coming. And you have to work that night so you don't have time to go and do any shopping or whatever. Um, eh? <laughs> the store is closed. It's holidays. They've closed the stores. Are you listening to me? It, it, somebody said, get Chinese. <laughs> Look, one day we traveled from out of town to, to a camp meeting. And on our way back home, we planned to stop by a Chinese place to get Chinese. Because everybody is tired. We are going home, you know, at least when we get Chinese, by the time we get home, I think we are coming from camp. And see, we, 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 we traveled, and this Chinese place is close to our house. We got there and they were closed. They were closed. So the Chinese also, they also closed. Amen. <laughs> we didn't know they were not open. I think it was a Sunday. There's a particular day of the week they don't open. So pray that you have saved the Chinese number on your phone. So you can call ahead before you get there because you can't really count on it always. But Mary, the mother of Jesus, saw all these prophetic promises of Christ begin to happen. And then now it begins to go down the drain and he, she actually saw the son dead. And, and it's like his last will that he's giving, his, the last will that Jesus gave. Because when you are dying, you have a word. He didn't have any property. His, his clothes, the people shared his clothes. So he didn't have any property. The only person was his mom. Do you get it? We don't know what happened to Joseph. People believe that he died early because he was probably old or something. We don't know. But Jesus told John, the disciple, that behold, this is your mother. And she, he, he told Mary, behold, this is your son. So Mary, if you are married, what are you going to think? That if the man has given, my son has given me somebody else to take care of me. Is he coming back anytime soon? Their hopes were completely shattered. Amen. This is what they were going through on Holy Saturday. Hallelujah. And then you begin to think, is God alive? You begin to think, is God aware of what I'm going through? I want you to stand up to your feet and we begin to pray. Hallelujah. We begin to join, we're joining our hearts to what every disciple has gone through sometime in their life, along with the disciples of Jesus. What are we going to do with this? We have to ponder over these events. Because I can bet you, as Jesus was being crucified, normal everyday life was going on. And the danger for us is that we can let these things come and go without spending much time on it because we have to go on with our lives. But in the going on with our lives, what we don't realize is that there's a connection between pondering over the events concerning Jesus and what he means to us and how we look forward to the fact that this is not the end of the story. Jesus is laid in the grave, but it's not the end of the story. Hallelujah. Commit yourself to God. Begin to pray. And I want you to ask the Lord, one very important prayer. Something that is so important to you. Something that perhaps you have said, prayed about before, but you haven't seen it. I want you to lay it before God. And, and, and imagine the cross of Christ. Imagine that Christ has been crucified. Imagine that he has been brought to the grave. And then imagine in your prayer that in as much as the early disciples, the early apostles, the early disciples, they experienced a shattering of their faith. Their hopes were shattered. And that you and I are no different from them. Bring this same prayer to the foot of Christ. 
to the place of the grave with the faith and the assurance that having read the end of the book, we know that in the end, he rose again. So whatever prayer request you have had, whatever thing that has, has, has troubled you and ached your heart, I want you to, at this prayer meeting, at this moment that we are praying, I want you to, by faith, pray and say, Lord, I bring out my deepest pain. I bring out my greatest frustration. I bring out my, my most hopeless phenomenon, my ho most hopeless thing that, that has eaten my life out. And that I am joining myself to the disciples, to the women, to the apostles. And I'm bringing it out before the Lord. I said, Lord, in as much as these people saw you killed and they didn't have any hope, right now, I also come to you and with, with, with my most deep-seated heads, my most deep-seated need, and the thing that is eating me up, I bring it before your throne of grace. Make, make, make this statement before the Lord. Cry out to God that on Holy Saturday, you are bringing out your petition to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mandosko lahambashiles kamalahendes sabrono ko bahambala bena mama kebandoro shoda hansiles sabrono ko ba 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 kasebro do balele mandeles kebro no mambale ba 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 mandoro solo balahambaleles kalaba mandoro do solo bahendes kebrade mama ba mandoro do koro bashena mama 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 Lemas kosko de la kebane mandale hemanes kalababa Lena nos kolobande ne mandele le kediadares Belelo do tosko no andale belele kadianaska Belele balele solo so mandele balayadas Blaza be the name sovereign messiah mandoros kolobaleska Mandele seliaka shesele hata I want you to pray I want you to commit your prayers to God I want you to commit the most important thing in your life that is want God to answer, commit it to God in the name of Jesus. On this holy Saturday, you want to tell the Lord that in as much as the disciples they appear that their hope was shattered right now you are joining your heart with them knowing that there shall be a resurrection, knowing that there shall be a rising, that even the thing that appeared dead, that is not the end of the story that you are not going to be hopeless you are placing yourself even in the shoes of the disciples and you are bringing out your petitions to God Mandoro do balase dele brada babeana mama mama Mandala brodo kotoshi mama mama balale ya mama Everything that has happened not the way you wanted it to happen and there is a hurt and there's a deep seated healing that is needed I need you to cry out to God and tell the Lord tell the Lord how you feel about it tell the Lord that you are disappointed about it tell the Lord that you are sad about it and invite him to make a difference in that situation in the name of Jesus. My Lolo Basene Mandeles Kebahandes, Sebrano Kobahandele Balebaba, Kesamandoro Shobalebaba, Seleandele Balea de Adam, Kemandele Brodo Koto Shalebaba, Senamandele Brodo Koto Shalebaba, Kemandales, Mandoro Koto Sedis, Lemandale Brodo Koko Mahandala Baba, Kemandale Brodo Koto Salebla, Melanes, Kenemanas, 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 Kenemalas. Brodo balabado do 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 baba belele baba sen 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 nandala brando lo koto chandala balade baba balade mandes brene mandolo lo koto chale baba baba mandoro do koko yandes kele brane mandele sen hamro do koko baba ke balande le kle mandale kramono solo baba baba benanare de kete sen le brene mandolo do baba baba ke mandale le brene mandale le brene do brene mandale le brado baba benenadare he mandoro solo balamamba babere kanes kerindo solo balede baba bere de mandoro koto sandele brada kaleyama ke mandele le mandale brodo koto sala baba ba sendele ke nai na le kremandale ke dai solo soba he mandele le bere de kado sota le brana na malerana mandoro solo la bale hallelujah let us pray our Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the completed work of Christ. Thank you that you have sent forth your word. Thank you for that your word is active and alive and it is sharper than any two I just saw. And Lord, as we stand at this junction, Lord, we look at your word and it brings encouragement and strength. Therefore, we refuse to be hopeless. We refuse to be a people without faith, Lord. 
we place our faith in the completed work of Christ. In as much as your word has said that as he is, so are we in the world. In as much as your word has said that even whatever two or three agree on and present it to you in the name of Jesus, it shall be done for us. Father, I join my faith with everybody here and our deep-seated heads and prayer and petition and pain. I lift it up before you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Even on this holy Saturday, that every moment of every moment of hopelessness, whenever we have looked forward to something and expected something that it did not happen the way we wanted it, in the name of Jesus, together with the sacrifice of Christ, we come to you, Lord, and we are asking you, Lord, that even as the end of the story was not Christ in the grave, even so we are asking you that, Lord, may you visit us with the power of resurrection. May you visit us that, Lord, that your children will not be destitute and your children will not be forgotten. Your children will not become a hopeless and a helpless people. I am bringing before you the petitions of your people right now. Things that people are even too weak or too ashamed to speak about. But you are the one that before we open our lips, you know our prayers. So therefore, I bring before you and petition and intercede that my God, may there be new living hope coming into our soul. I dispatch living hope into our soul. I dispatch strength in the name of Jesus. Receive strength in your soul in the name of Jesus. Receive strength to go on in your faith, in your Christian work in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, thank you Lord that we, don't, we do not run after the strength of man. We do not run after the, 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 the ability and the residue of human strength or natural strength for that matter. Thank you to my God that you, O oh God, are infinite in your abilities. In as much as you are still on the throne. And even though these disciples were sad and their hopes were shattered, especially the woman, they still kept going to the, the garden tomb. Father, we pray for this level of faith and a relentless pursuit of what we believe. May we become a people who never give up. That as the world is going through confusion and hopelessness, may it not be that the children of God are also hopeless. Open our eyes, O oh God, by the power of the Spirit, so that we shall see beyond what our circumstances are telling us. That we shall look at the word of God and see that the word is alive and the word is true. And if only we will hang on and keep on believing and continue to believe, you will manifest for us our expectation. Because the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Thank you, my Lord, for hearing us. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen.